Okay. Good morning, Pharaoh. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? Thank you. I'm I'm really good too. I'm good now that we've sorted out our um, litany of technical difficulties. For anybody watching, I look like a complete goober right now because I'm using the microphone on my headphones and I'm listening to Pharaoh through the computer, but this is live, baby. What can we do? <laughs> I actually think you look cool. I think like you just came out of the booth recording a song. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. First of all, I have to ask, your name is incredible. Uh, is there a story behind your name? There is a story behind my name. It's so interesting. There's um, there's a tribe in Africa. And in Africa, they spend a lot of time, um, you know, going up spiritually before they name uh, a child. Because mm. you, each name carries a certain frequency and a certain vibration. Mm. So that child carries that name until they get old enough to then figure out who they are and then choose their name. And when they ch choose their name, that's when they truly are able to step into their power because at that point they realize who they are and who they're supposed to be in this world. So yeah. I actually was given that name when I had been on my spiritual journey for a while. And Pharaoh means great house. And my purpose mm -hmm. is to help rebuild you know, um, society and the world back into the place where we're a united people you know, and we're mm. all conscious people, right? Yeah. So I was given that name when I stepped into that role and realized what my purpose was. That's so beautiful. I was, um, I that reminds me, I was listening to uh, an interview and he was talking about a lot of symbolism in the Bible. And he was talking about how um, Jesus was a carpenter. And part of what he deduced from that was, building a house is really honest work and you have to have a strong foundation and you can't build a house with a crappy foundation. It'll fall apart. Um, and so I love that you talked about, you know, building strong foundations. And I think that's such a beautiful spiritual analogy. I like that a lot. I love that. Look at you. You have um, history and, and uh, spirituality and in church and all that. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Thank you. I try to learn from every which way. Um, I, every religion, I think, has something really important. To, well, maybe there's some that are a little nefarious, but, you know, most people have a little uh, uh, good in everything. Um, well, I'm so excited to have you here. As I said before, I would love for our audience to know a little bit more about what you do. Awesome. So my name is Pharaoh, and what I really do has such a a spiritual theme to it because mm. 10 years ago I was at a place in my life where everything was going wrong mm. and um, I just uh, got let go from a job and I had reached a point where I knew that I was here to do something great. Mm -hmm. like I was homeschooled. I grew up in, in the church. I left the church because I wanted to find out, you know, who is God, you know, for myself and what does that mean to me? But I had always known since I was younger that, I was here to, you know, impact and to mm -hmm. change the world. So at that age of, I believe I was about 24 years old, I was really going through it. And I remember that I was Googling. I was like, man, how to become successful or how to change your life. And I stumbled across this interview by Will Smith. And he was talking about this book called The Alchemist. Have you read The Alchemist? Mm -hmm. Yes. Three times. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. For a while, I read it every year. And um, 
in that book, he said that this boy was on this journey and he believes that when you make up your mind and set out on a mission, the universe and everything conspires in your favor. Yes. I heard heard this message and something in me connected with it. I didn't know what it was, but I said, I have to get that book. So interestingly enough, I, um, like I said, I was in between jobs, but I had another paycheck that was going to come in about two weeks. So I had to wait about two weeks before I actually got the book. I couldn't buy it right then. Mm-hmm. And as the universe would have you, I ended up um, having a friend who was a football player and he was having this big party at the club. And I was like, should I go? Well, everything would be paid for. So, you know, I'll be good. So I ended mm-hmm. up going. I met this phenomenal woman and she had just came back from some mission trips. And she was telling me about how she has such a heart to serve. And I told her that right now I'm feeling that same pull. And one day I am going to be able to do the same. She said what inspired her was this book called The Alchemist. And I got so excited. I was like, wow, I just saw an interview by Will Smith. I'm about to get that book. And she asked me to give her my address and my phone number because she wanted to bless me with that book. So she sent it to me, a copy from Amazon because she said it impacted her life and she wanted to sew that into mine. And that was the point when I realized this thing is working, whatever it is, because all I did was make up my mind to read that book Mm. and then stuff started happening. And then after that, I went on a three day fast because I had been studying people like Jesus and Gandhi, all these people I looked up to who had these great movements and changed the world. Mm -hmm. And I noticed a common thread that they all fasted. So Mm. I said, not only am I gonna read this book, but I'm going to go on a three-day fast because I have to do something where I know I did something to start a new path. And then after that uh, three-day water fast, I felt empowered. I ended up meeting my first uh, business mentor. And before, before I want to hear all about that, but first, <laughs> I've never fasted for more than a few hours. I, I really want to hear what, especially if that sounds like it was the first time you you had fasted before. Uh, was that I was going to say, it wasn't the first time I fasted as a kid, like with my, my mom, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, you're, you're not going to have candy for a week. But it was the yeah. first real fast, three days with no food. So just three days water. And go ahead. Did you have another question? Uh, well, I was just going to say, can you take me through the stages of that and what was going through your mind? Well, so for me, I fasted for uh, a couple of reasons. I want to have a spiritual breakthrough. Mm. And I also wanted a financial breakthrough. I wanted uh, a door to open where I can be guided to know what is my purpose and how can I start changing my life financially so I can step into that. Mm. So I was at a place in my life where I remember thinking, I was like, man, this is going to be hard. But if I have to die to change my life, <laughs> I was going to do it. And um, it was 2011 I, um, after Christmas because I wanted to remember the date. So the 26th, the 27th. And then the 28th, three days with no water. And um, I wanted to start the new year off being a pescatarian. So Mm. I switched my diet after that. And it was challenging. All I did was study and read, but I held on to the intention. And I didn't even know the power of intention. Like now we talk about intentions and manifestation and you create Mm -hmm. your own reality. I didn't know any of that. I just knew that I needed a breakthrough. Mm. I focused on that. And 2012 ended up being a year that changed my life. Wow. So when, when you said you wanted the spiritual breakthrough, what, what came through for you at the end of those three days? It was a feeling. It was a feeling that I am powerful beyond measure. 
and that I could do this. And that's what I need because, needed because before that, it's like you, it's something in you and you're like, you, I know there's greatness in me, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, I hadn't felt it. It was more so knowledge. It's like, man, that's great. I'm gonna do something great one day. And when we yeah. get to the point where we can feel it and it becomes real, then we actually shift everything. So right. when I started feeling it and shift it, the atmosphere around me, I stepped into a whole nother version of myself that I had not yet experienced. Right. It's the idea versus the experience. And then it's like a deeper knowing because it's like, okay, I feel it in my bones now. A hundred percent. Wow. And so you were, you were saying before I interrupted you from there that you met your first business partner. Yep. Um, business mentor, 2000, oh. and 2000 and it was like, I think it was right before going into, you know, the new year, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, but we started forming the relationship in 2012 mm-hmm. and um, he would, get on business calls. He'll call me in the office, teach me how to negotiate deals. Um, he would show me how to, you know, run the operation. He owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And during this time, remember I said, I wanted to change everything about me. So I changed the nutrition and then I started getting in the gym. So about six months, nine months into the gym, people started coming to me. I was like, man, you're fit. Do you, do you train? Do you train? And I was like, no, no, I don't train. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting the idea that, wow, this can be a business where I can start making extra money. So I came up with this awesome idea. So are you familiar with California and Beverly Hills? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Beverly Hills is like, you know, the wealthy part of California, a lot of money. So my mentor's business, his, uh, he, had, he owned a pizza restaurant in mm-hmm. Buckhead, Georgia, which is the equivalent of like the Beverly Hills of Atlanta. Okay. Phenomenal clientele. So I asked him, can I put a really nice flyer on these pizza boxes so that when people are feeling fat and lazy, they're like, you know what? I need to get that <laughs> tomorrow. My info is there. Yeah. Lo and behold, he said, yes, you know what? I'll support your business. And uh-huh. um, I did that. And I think it was about within a week, I had like 10, 15 clients and it grew from there. In so much that a month in other trainers who were uh, more well-known in the area were coming to me and like, wow, how are you building your business so fast? But I had mm-hmm. stepped out of the, the realm of uh, natural. And I believe I stepped into the realm of the supernatural. And when mm-hmm. you're playing at that level, you start getting ideas and stuff just starts, you know, matching up. And it, it all started with the alchemist. And it, yeah, it's just being in that state of flow and following your intuition. Is that, is that a big part of, you know, when you say going from the natural to the supernatural, do you think that what differentiated that for you or what differentiated you from other people was, was such a strong intention and belief? Is that what took it to that next level? A hundred percent because it, it had gone beyond me just wanting to uh, be successful or feel like I needed to accomplish success. Mm. And it, it went to the point where I realized that I am successful, mm. that I am in the process of waiting for time and reality to merge because I'm already there. Yeah. Uh, Realize and seen it all yet because of time, but I am all the way there. That version of me exists. It's so crazy how magnetic that energy is. And every, every person that I've talked to or, or heard on a podcast who has made really big changes and strides in their life and people can't believe it. They say, I already believed I was successful. I already believed I was wealthy. And it's, it's hard when you're in a mindset of lack, which, you know, the majority of us 
are in a lot of ways. I, that's sort of the society we grow up in. Uh, it's hard to get behind that. But also, you know, we're meant to praise ingratitude as though things are already done. It says that in the Bible. And I'm not like for, you know, I just started my podcast. So I, I'm not meaning to give the impression that I take everything in the Bible literally, but I take a lot of inspiration from the Bible. I take a lot of inspiration from the Tao Te Ching. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's the original manifestation. Pray as though it's already done with gratitude. Man. And, and since we're talking about the Bible, there's another scripture too. Um, as a man thinketh, so is he. And that's the thing. Um, mm. So many of us subconsciously, because of how we grew up in society, we're programmed um, for poverty. We're programmed to only have enough to make it, you know, barely covering my bills, all of these things. So we have to go in and reprogram ourselves so we can think at a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're able to actually see those results. But you're right. It all starts with the mindset. Yeah. And it's really bizarre how strong that pull is to stay in a negative mindset. That's something I have been sort of going through for the last few days is really, you know, I know I was going to talk to you about um, feeling stuck and the advice you have for feeling stuck. And, and one thing that I notice when I'm, when I'm negative and feeling a little bit stuck is that I have a hard time accepting how I'm feeling. I have a hard time accepting that I feel stuck or maybe that I'm tired or sad. Um, how I, I tend to believe that accepting our emotions is a big part of moving through blocks and feeling stuck. Um, what's your advice on that and your experiences with that? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely um, feeling stuck is a lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we feel stuck is because I don't know what's the next step for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is. What should I be doing? Right. Or we feel like we're caught in a rut and mm-hmm. we don't know how to break out of it. Say it's a, it's a job, same thing over and over, but I want more. Mm-hmm. So for me, feeling stuck, whenever I feel stuck, I take a step back. And that's when it's time for us to go internal. Mm-hmm. Because that feeling of stuck, yes, we may be seeing it on the external, but we don't have clarity inside. So that's when I would utilize a tool or a modality like fasting. And I'll, mm-hmm. you know, get off Instagram, just stay at home for two or three days and really soul search. And the thing about fasting is it puts your body into like a detox mode, mm-hmm. right? And as our body shifts from having to cons- consume so much energy uh, for digesting food, it reroutes energy to the brain. And when spiritual people are saying things like, wow, I've had moments of clarity or eureka moments or spiritual insight, there's a physical component as well. With more energy being routed to the brain and you switch into like ketosis, which is a a better form of energy for the body, right? Mm -hmm. Then boom, we're able to see things differently. So Mm -hmm. when we see things differently, then we are able to um, transition to new possibilities because we're viewing things differently. And then guess what? Boom, we have breakthroughs. Mm. And um, I suppose my my question to that would be, when you're fasting, do you feel as though you have more more thoughts coming up, um, sort of just more mental chatter that arises and then subsides, or is it just sort of like, man, I'm starving. I don't have energy to think right now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a process and it varies person Mm -hmm. to person. Um, Mm -hmm. for me the you know, the first day, 
the first day, day and a half is like, wow, oh my gosh. And then something switches. You're going to, you're going to feel the switch in your body where it's like, man, I'm not even hungry. I'm not even as hungry or I have so much energy. Um, Three days are a little tricky sometimes because it takes probably about a a day, day and a half before you switch to the mode where I'm not really hungry. But then that last day sometimes can be challenging because in your mind, you're just thinking like four more hours until I eat, you know, three more hours. But what happens to your body as well as the level of confidence, knowing that you've done something that very few people, you know, in the world have done by choice. Mm -hmm. It it just puts you in a whole different realm. Amazing. Well, I'm going to have to try that. Yes. At some point. (laughs) Um, So you also were very financially successful going forward. So you, you were able to attract all of these clients. um, And were you a personal trainer at this point? I was a trainer. I was a trainer, but yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. I, one of my goals, one of my financial goals was I um, to hit $10,000 in a month. I had never did that. Oh. So with that business, I did that. So I was like, wow, you know, this is working. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, um, you know, working out on my own, but I wasn't really a fan of being a coach um, in this realm, in this industry. I wanted to build to me, like a real business, understand products, understand shipping, understand that element of business. So what ended up happening is I ended up manifesting a client who owned a company that was really successful and they wanted to shift their business to only being a supplier and then bring on dealers to run the front end of the business Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of each individual dealer having their own company. So I ended up um, partnering with them and one of my goals was to make a million dollars by 30. And I was able to accomplish that. I moved everything that I had. I put in this old Suburban that I got for 1500 bucks moved wow. out to the West Coast and uh, in Portland. Didn't know anybody there, but I, you know, had a dream. It was a good market. I did a lot of research there. I went and did a show. We, we sold products at trade shows. Okay. So I, I, I booked this show for about 1500 bucks. And in three days, I made like 30K. And mm-hmm. about 30% of that was profit. And then the, there was a fourth day and I, I would have made about another $10,000, but I ran out of products on Saturday. So I was like, wow, this is a phenomenal market. And that was, that is what inspired me to move to the West coast. And um, I, I did that for a couple of years. And then right around the age of 30, I ended up having a massive breakup. Mm-hmm. And that took my spiritual journey to a whole nother level. Because though I had reached this level of uh, success and in the physical world, I didn't realize I hadn't worked on things like kindness. Mm -hmm. I hadn't worked on things like consideration. I hadn't worked on the valuable things that make you a phenomenal person from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I was just worried about or focused on creating a better life Mm -hmm. outside in. Mm -hmm. And that opened up my eyes and made me realize that I wasn't as great as I thought I was, mm. I needed more work. So mm. I, I took about two years uh, traveling the world, um, China, different temples, all of different religions. So mm-hmm. I definitely concur with you. There's a lot of light and positivity in other religions. Mm. And um, I really wanted to know, again, what was my purpose? Yeah. And this time I realized that my purpose is to really inspire and to help others find their light and their purpose. Mm-hmm. So I got out of my last business and um, I moved to L.A. and I, I started another business, um, electric bike company. I brought them to L.A. two months before Bird in Line. Mm-hmm. And I met, um, had a lot of influencers, celebrities, all these things, 
to help push the business. Then Bird and Lime came with like $350 million. Wow. And um, at that point in time, I didn't know any venture capitalists, so I couldn't compete with them. I put up about a half a million dollars of my own money to self-fund, um, but I couldn't really compete. And interestingly enough, as state would have you, one of your first guests was Rob Mack. Yeah. Because of my uh, business, Zali, I was on a show uh, interviewed by Rob. Good morning, La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and I have a relationship. So it's so interesting how everything comes full circle. Yeah. But the purpose of that business was to really get me into L.A. And during this mm-hmm. time, I started sharing with, uh, you know, different influencers uh, and celebrities I was around about uh, the things that I had learned. And I was mm-hmm. able to start seeing them practice some of these things like meditation, seeing them, you know, um, overcome substance abuse, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'll still focus on business, but I'm seeing this, these changes uh, in people based on me sharing my experiences. And I was like, wow, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. I am starting to change. So wow. fast forward um, to 2020. By the time 2020 started, I had negotiated two deals with Zali, my electric bike company, a city outside of Chicago and a city in California where wow. we were going to be a, a city sponsored bike. Because remember, I didn't have the venture capital funds. Mm-hmm. But I had another strategy. Let me partner with cities and then, you know, uh, empower them to be able to have a city sponsored bike. And uh, we were going to go live at the end of March and then COVID hit. So my focus completely went forward to uh, coaching and helping, you know, people heal. And mm-hmm. I partnered with another uh, business partner. His name is Ryan Blair. He's built, built several, several successful companies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, right now we're, we're focused on changing the world by changing people and helping them heal from the inside out because we can't change anybody. That's not our job. Mm-hmm. All my job is, and I realize, is to share with those that are ready to hear. That's phenomenal. I There's so much to unpack there. Um, I, I want to go back to... Uh, there, again, there's so much I want to talk about. First, when you were traveling the world, um, what countries and what cultures made the biggest impact or brought you the most insight? It's a very good question. I would say Israel. Mm. I love Israel because it has so much history in it. It's such a special place. Mm-hmm. But um, that region of the world right? We call it the Middle East. Um, I believe that is, is also an extension of Africa. So that whole area, when we go back to the roots of, you know, humanity started in, you know, Africa in that mm-hmm. area, it, there's so many full circle moments that I had. Mm-hmm. That I, I was doing the right thing and I'm on the right path just to keep going. And I feel like humanity as a whole is like that, where, um, we are on the path of a breakthrough. We just have to keep going and not allow the negativity or the, um, the different uh, uh, dramatic moments in, in our history hold us back. We have to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Israel, that's what I felt. I felt like, man, for the first time ever, I was starting to feel some major, because I had come off of a lot of wins where you know every business I was mm-hmm. doing, I was making money, it was increasing every year. And then around this time, I was the first time that I, I started having losses and feeling kind of powerless. Like I did everything in my power to make it work and it didn't work. Mm. So going back to Israel's like full circle that 
I do have the power to uh, overcome, mm-hmm. but it's by helping humanity overcome. Mm. That's amazing. And so uh, you, as you went back to LA and you were really excited about launching your city partnership with electric bikes and then COVID happened. Um, was that cause for another spiritual breakthrough where you're like, what? How was, how was 2020 for you? And, and what did you do to stay present, to keep your faith? Man, 2020 was awesome. 2020 was awesome. It was definitely the foundation for a lot of the stuff that I was building now. But mm. the thing that um, is, is very impactful for me is when I realize that life is like nature. The more in tune we get with nature, the more in tune we get and understand life. Mm. Every year we have spring, you know, summer, fall, winter. And when you think about it, winter is a death cycle. It's when, you know, plants start dying, when the earth isn't producing as much. But what it allows is the earth to take a break. And then when spring comes, harness all that energy to growing for the new cycle. So it switched my perspective to understand that death is a gateway to new life if we stay in our lane and we continue moving forward. So for a while, I thought it was the end of that. But I didn't realize that Zali and that business had a specific purpose to get me to L.A. to start getting me around certain uh, people, because Mm -hmm. these are the people that I was called to really impact. Right. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to uh, to plant the seeds to start growing in this new life cycle. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wrote down some of uh, my favorite tweets that you have. Um, And you mentioned staying in your lane. Uh, You said three main reasons I always win. I don't hate on nobody. I pray and I stay in my lane. Um, Could you, I mean, some of that's a self-explanatory, don't hate on people, you know, pray. But when you say stay in your lane, does that mean mind your own business, just focus on yourself? Yeah, for me, it's definitely focus on yourself. Mm. This is what a lot of people don't realize is we are our business. Before we can have a business, um, before Jeff Bezos could have Amazon, he has certain belief systems, mm-hmm. right? Like customer service and, you know, uh, make sure the customer's taken care of all these things. And the business just allowed him to magnify who he is. And the thing wow. is, even throughout my uh, entrepreneurial journey, I was looking for products. What can I sell? What, what can I make money with? And I didn't realize that I am the bag. Like, you know, people say secure the bag. Mm -hmm. I am the bag. First, we have to secure ourselves. And the more Mm -hmm. that we grow internally, then guess what? Opportunities are going to come where we're able to serve others. And when we step into that arena and realize that we are the business, right? And our job is to serve, then we'll start seeing problems in, you know, the world that we can solve. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, guess what? The more that we grow financially, all we have to do is have the focus of how can I serve more? How can I serve more people? And guess what? That's more customers, more clients, and then that's more money. But we don't have to focus on the money. So, yeah, stay in our lane. And guess what? Like the Bible said, since you love referencing it, it says that our gifts will make room for us. Mm. But so often we're we're looking for the limelight because we have to prove ourselves and show people we're so good. Right. You know, as we become... Mm -hmm. Um, people with more value and we allow that value just to be shown because we're, you know, working and staying in our lane. Guess what? People are going to come to us like, wow, what are you doing? 
because whatever you're doing is phenomenal. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah. You're not focused on, uh, I was just rereading, um, a new earth, uh, last night and talking about, um, people who do business or, you know, sports or anything that you're doing without ego, people tend to be really phenomenal at what they do because they're doing what they're doing for the sake of doing it. And, uh, they're staying present. They're staying focused. They're not worried, worrying about comparisons or the end goal. And when you're, when you keep that singular focus, you are free. And when you're free, you do a better job. You're, you're more intentional. Um, and it sounds like that's really what you've been doing with your businesses. You're not, yes, it's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with money. There's nothing to vilify about that, but you know, we want to welcome money into our lives, but it's not about getting money to prove yourself to other people or to say, Hey, look, I can finally feel like I'm a success because real success in life is how many people you can positively impact. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. hundred yeah. percent. Now let me talk about this too. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there's going to be a transfer of wealth from the hands of a lot of people who are doing business in the way of, you know, uh, greed. Um, I don't care about, you know, if it like food, the food industry, there's a lot of um, foods and manufacturers who don't care about the health of people. They care right. about costs in food so that they can make more money, you know, and have higher profit margins. I do believe that a lot of us called now who have, you know, you know, that spiritual awareness are going to have the ability to build wealth because we have the priori- the priority and we also have the focus to want to create positive impact. And I believe that we will be empowered to be able to help shift culture so that we can shift mindsets so that we experience a new reality on earth. That's so beautiful. That re- you could write the sequel to a new earth. <laughs> That's pretty much, um, let's see, I know that, okay, perfect. We still have some more time. Um, Okay. Uh, so what is your, what's your typical day look like? Can you take us through like how you start your morning off? Right. How do you stay focused throughout the day? All of those things. Awesome, man. I love my morning routine. <laughs> All right. So I wake up and uh, my typical, typical schedule is in between three thirty and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wake up, I'm going to have my meditation and then I read slash journal that takes about Meditation is about 30 minutes. Read journal is 30 minutes. So you wake up between 3.30 and 4.30 in the morning? 3.30 and 4. Yep. So my goal Whoa. is 3.30 and I've been there for so long. But recently I've, I've switched to 4 like naturally. So I'm going back to 3.30. That's why I put that there so I can have full integrity on telling you that. So in between 3.30 and 4. then um, And then I like to get about 90 minutes of like learning time whether I'm, you know, studying something spiritual or I'm studying something to enhance my knowledge of business uh, before the gym, then I go to the gym and then I come back, shower, all that stuff. And then my day starts at, at um, nine o'clock as far as like work and work routine. And what time do you go to bed? I go to bed. My goal is in between 830 and nine. Wow. So is there a reason you wake up so early? Yes, because during those early morning hours, my level of productivity for myself is like at least 5x in comparison if wow. I try to work later. You know how some people can work um, 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock? Mm-hmm. I can stay up that long, but I'm not very productive 
Mm-hmm. So to me, it's better to be sleep and get up earlier because I have more hours of productivity time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also was reading um, Be Here Now recently, Ram Dass's book, and he talks about how the best uh, times to meditate are like between three and four in the morning. Right. I was like, wow, Whew. <laughs> but you're doing it. And how, how long are your meditations for? My meditations are typically about 30 minutes. But um, I'm really big. I study astrology and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So when you you split up the 24 hours within the day, typically like the the generic overview because it's it switches sometimes. But those last um, two hours in between uh, four and six are ruled by Pisces, and mm-hmm. Pisces is the part of the zodiac that is in between is in the astral realm, right? That is kind of in between, you know, the earth and the spiritual. So when mm-hmm. we think about it during that time um, and we go into meditation, that 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 lining, that veil between the physical and the spiritual is a little bit thinner. So if that makes sense, why it's yeah. easier to tap into uh, that spiritual time. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so. Now, moving forward, 2021 and beyond, what are your goals? What are your plans? Goals. I have a lot of goals. Very interesting. Um, One thing that I've learned is some goals you shouldn't put out there. Mm -hmm. There's an energy where a lot of people aren't going to understand. I'll give you an example. Elon Musk, right? He started working on Mars and these other things. Who knows how many years that was a goal before he actually put it out there? Why? Yeah. Because he had to show some traction first before everybody just attacked it. Right. right. So, but as far as some goals to answer your question, um, definitely I'm, I'm focused on, you know, creating a movement. I'm partnered with um, Ryan Blair and together we're building a movement called um, Altar Call, which is uh, uniting uh, people of different faiths together and helping teach them spiritual modalities so they got breakthroughs in their life. Mm-hmm. And then on my own, I have a company called Unity Unity Transformation, mm-hmm. where I like working with people who are just waking up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they just experienced a bad breakup or lost a job. They're at that moment where they realize that I have to do something different in my life mm-hmm. if I want to have different results. Mm-hmm. So I, I focus on um, helping them on the process of starting their spiritual journey on mm-hmm. the one hand and then doing some spiritual coaching. And then for me, there's certain products, certain things that I believe in that I'm working on. For example, I believe that the human life, the average for the human life should be um, at least 150 years old. So there's a lot of things that need to be worked out on the um, biology side Mm -hmm. with different, you know, uh, scientists and neuroscientists and all these things. But that is something in our lifetime, I believe that we will see the human life go up um, 150, 200 years old. So that's a passion of mine as well. Then I have other things as well. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. That's exciting. And I see you have um, some retreats coming up. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that and how they can sign up, where they can find you? Awesome. Yeah. So the retreat, I'm actually going to be a guest guest speaker. And interesting enough, so every year, you know, I create these goals and then I create uh, one thing to focus on every month. Mm -hmm. So I've been a guest speaker for different, you know, events, but I have never been a guest speaker uh, for an international event. So that was actually a goal for this year. So I'm actually going to be speaking at a friend. His name is Gerard Adams. He's another founder, a phenomenal, phenomenal person. 
uh, Conscious Entrepreneur, and he's hosting an event in Mexico, and that is going to be the 11th through, I think, the 15th. Mm-hmm. So I'm a guest speaker at his event, and then it's another friend of his who's an all-woman's container who I'm going to be a guest speaker. So it's going to be super, super amazing. So that, that was a goal for this year, to uh, be an international speaker. Mm-hmm. And um, we did it times two in one week, so that was pretty cool. That's amazing. And what are they, what are they called? So people can find them. Um, you can go to Gerard Adams You can go to his Instagram and the other one, I don't even know. Let me check because I was, um, yeah, I'll have to look it up for you. Okay, great. And we can, yeah, we can just put it in the, um, in the description and all that. Um, so people can, can look that up ASAP. Um, well, thank you so much, Pharaoh, for sitting down with me today. Um, yeah, you have such an interesting life, such an interesting story, and are obviously a testament to how you can change your life really quickly and really effectively and be living out your personal dream. Thank you so much. But before I leave, I have to ask you a question. Okay. You talked about goals. You have an amazing podcast now, you've had some great guests. So, a year from now, Five years from now, what is your goal for your podcast and what are you creating that you will see the manifestation for within this year, the next five years? Okay. Um, I've thought about that. So what I always wanted to do with this podcast was keep it centered on these spiritual themes um, to help encourage and wake people up so that they can live the life that they want. And though I really want to expand my knowledge of the world around me in general. So I also want to be talk. I've been talking to some incredible life coaches and entrepreneurs such as yourself. And I also want to talk to biologists or astrophysicists, people who know so much more than myself so that I can learn about the world around me as I continue to learn about the world within me too. Um, So I want to really expand um, the podcast to be self-awareness slash awareness of reality and life itself with Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah. And have, and obviously I'd love to grow, um, my viewership and listeners too, but, um, I, I really want to feel like I'm learning more about myself and learning more about the world around me. Um, because those are the types of podcasts I love listening to. So yeah, hopefully I can start making money off the podcast and doing ads, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on one thing at a time. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I love it. Well, I look forward to seeing the progression in you as an individual and, um, as you, uh, helping people share their stories on the platform of the podcast and seeing the podcast grow. Thank Thank you so much. It was an honor to be a guest today. Thank you, Pharaoh. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll keep everybody posted on what you're doing and yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.